0: Welcome to The Oral Report.
1: The sexual exploration podcast that goes beyond sex ed, where we share, advise, and make the world a better place.
0: One orgasm at a time. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Caitlin. How's it going? Um,
1: it's fine. I have the sniffles, so, so uh, I wanted... Yeah, it's so apologies. I'm just a
0: little sniffly. You don't sound very sniffly, so that's Thanks. good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, and you look great.
1: Well, thank you. I <laughs>
0: showered this morning, but oh, I didn't wash my hair. That's nice. I haven't washed my hair in, like, six days, so... That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> very sexy. <laughs> it's, like, really sexy. Um, so on that note, <laughs> what's turning you on this week? Listen,
1: I am a recent... Um, convert. I don't know if convert's the right word. I'm a recent learner and proponent of the board game Settlers of Catan.
0: Oh okay. <laughs> they um, talked about that briefly on Broad City. Okay so
1: it's this board game like I can't even describe it but it's consuming my life and I love it. Basically you there's a board and there are resources. So there's like wheat and stone and brick and sheep and like okay. The, goal of the game is to like build roads and settlements and get, have points and like you get to 10 points and you win yeah oh, okay. it's a dice game and like there are cards and there's strategy and nice it's really fun and can rip families apart like worse <laughs> than monopoly there's like all these expansion packs so i just learned how to play and the last three times i've played uh-huh. i've won you have a
0: competitive streak i <laughs>
1: apparently have a competitive streak in this way <laughs> I swear to you, I have not felt more happy and accomplished and satisfied Mm -hmm. than I have in winning these games. (laughs) And I am playing against people who, like have played this for years and like are oh, really wow. good at it and I'm all of a sudden just like the queen of Catan like I am oh, so about it like, yeah all I want to do is crush at this game
0: that was your Facebook post yeah and I was, was like I don't really understand this Yeah, but... Know,
1: my grandma commented she was like I don't know what Catan is but you're sure the queen of my heart oh and I was like yes. okay
0: that's the best grandma comment ever
1: <laughs> He does that like a lot <laughs>
0: I love that. That's really funny. Um, so so this game has been around for a long time?
1: I think it's been around since like the 80s. Okay. Yeah. Well, that seems like something. It's old and, yeah. and good.
0: Interesting. <laughs> I feel like it's having a resurgence because I keep yeah. hearing about it.
1: Yeah. I've, uh, a lot of my friends are like, I had a boyfriend that played all the time and he was always talking mm-hmm. about it and like I always really wanted to play.
0: How long does now the I game take to like, complete a maybe game? an hour Maybe.
1: Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's actually really nice, and yeah. you just like want to play again and again and again.
0: Mm, those are fun. <sighs> yeah, but, I mean it's nice to play board games sometimes. I love board games. Yeah, big proponent of board games. Nice. Yeah, we'll come up with more board games for you guys to play <laughs> to play suggestions yes book club and board games definitely
1: play settlers of Guitar.
0: nice i
1: feel like you could turn it into a drinking game too because there's like numbers involved oh so you could like turn it into like
0: kings but it would be a lot to keep track of yeah 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 and you'd have to like really understand the rules of the game before you added the Correct. drinking component <laughs> to it yes <gasps> nice well, what's turning you on Okay, I know this is getting like super repetitive, (laughs) but I'm getting so close to the business being open that there is just exciting stuff happening every week, and this week I got my inventory. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah.
1: Where are you keeping it?
0: Uh, It's in my apartment, so (laughs) I now have three very large boxes of vibrators and lube on the dining room table, and yeah, there's, but it's just like, it's so cool that it's here, I have it, it's amazing, and yeah, I'm so happy, and I've submitted my inventory list to my web developer, so let's see, by the time this airs, I, the store should be open. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Yeah, Yeah. and then I'll have more more fun stuff for you guys, but yes, my uh, apartment is... A dildo factory very right now. <laughs> <at the moment. laughs> yes, I'm very, very, very excited about it. And honestly, I felt high when I got oh packages. Oh my gosh, I bet. Just, yeah, it's all happening and it's super cool.
1: Are you starting with like a limited sort of inventory? Yes. And then you're going to grow? Okay.
0: Yeah, limited inventory. But the cool thing about the way it works is I can place... order for whatever so I really have the ability for you know if people are searching for a specific toy or something I can like special order for them oh that's cool yeah so you know you got a girl that's amazing (laughs) all right well um we have our second interview of the podcast the first one went really well it did (laughs) yes and we love our guests yes um so
2: this is Kate hi I'm Kate hi Kate hi guys Kate O'Connor. Yes. yes. Kate O'Connor. That's so important. Irish. <laughs> she has red hair. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I peel potatoes daily. Morning, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all you eat. <laughs> a healthy diet of Did boiled potatoes. Did you know potatoes.
2: that you could
1: <laughs> actually subside on potatoes alone?
2: Yeah, yeah they have a like fact. a lot of nutrients, so they have like everything you need, basically. Does yeah. it include french fries? I mean, sure. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I mean, I think that most of the nutrients are taken out when you probably fry it, but probably yeah, yeah. I think you're supposed to just like boil it and then eat it with the skin on. Yeah, like really boring. Mm. Yes, very Irish.
0: Yes, delicious. <laughs> so you are a comedian.
2: <laughs> I'm a comedian. I do stand up, a little bit of like improv, writing, just a little bit of everything. All of the things. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing your <laughs> show? Kate's Opinion? Um, No, that was kind of like a one-off that okay. I did at IO. It was like a couple of weeks run. What yeah. was that? That was like a show that I wrote with my friend Megan Sullivan, also mm-hmm. Irish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Potato eater.
2: Um, and we wrote a show called Kate's Opinion, which was like a children's show for adults. So it was like yes. a children's show format. Mm-hmm. But we did topics that were like, well, we did sex.
0: yeah, And we
2: did... Um, Oh, what
0: else did we do? I can't remember. Because I went to see one of the shows. Mm-hmm. You did it
2: at Aya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, one was like, oh, one of the shows was individualism, mm-hmm. and the one show was like pizza. It was like a series. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. Cool, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like playing like a character, sort of like a Steve's from Blue's Clues oh, type of like yes, character, I love that. Yeah. but like one who Ooh. smokes weed and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every single show was based around. I had to go to my weed dealer's house, <laughs> and we would go yes. like find my weed dealer. So it at was the like end of on a show. journey. Yeah, oh, and I would like okay. run into uh, recurring characters like um, this other comedian Maria Randazzo, played my dad, and then Nate again <laughs> oh played my weed dealer. She, your dad. Oh. So funny. So funny. Yeah, Maria is great. Maria Rendazzo, she's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was really funny. When
1: were you doing that? That was last
0: year,
2: last January. Mm
1: -hmm. I wish I could have seen it. I didn't know
2: you
0: existed. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Now you know. I'll do something else. Yeah, we'll have to go to your stand-up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Yeah, I would love
1: that. So, yeah, you do stand-up as well. Yeah. Great.
0: So, and you are a feminist.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes, I am. Wonderful. Yeah.
0: One of the common themes. Yeah.
2: I, yeah. I am a feminist and I, I, the state of feminism right uh-huh. now is so bizarre because it got so commercialized. Yes. Um, it's like on t-shirts now. Yeah, I'm yeah. like a feminist who kind of is annoyed mm-hmm. by feminism. But yeah. that's OK. Yeah. Because in my view of feminism, there is a different version of feminism for every single feminist. Right. Um, we don't all have to agree. We're allowed to, like, think whatever we want to think mm-hmm. and use feminism to move through the world with agency right? and use it to empower ourselves and others. And I feel like there's, like, this weird thing where all feminists feel like they need to uh, agree on every single aspect yes. of it. Yeah, no. And then people who aren't <laughs> feminists kind of use that narrative to shit on feminism. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: I think a lot of feminism is, like, personal experience right yeah. and it's always evolving and yes. like yeah right.
2: as a
1: concept it's always evolving mm-hmm. yeah
2: and I feel like like for example like Tina Fey is like a, a feminist and she's someone that I look up to and I think she's so funny but there are certain things about her feminism like she kind of says like derogatory stuff about like sex workers sometimes mm-hmm. or she's had like uh, jokes kind of knocking on like strippers and just like is that anyone who works like in the sex industry yeah, yeah. sort of like not representing women in a, in a way that she likes yeah yeah. Which maybe she has changed her opinion on that, but like, sure, that's totally fine. Like, I can like the stuff, I can like the stuff about Tina Fey that I like, and I can disagree with her on that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's right?
1: never useful to like throw out the window like a whole person or like mm-hmm. right, right because just because you disagree. you disagree with an aspect of their ideology exactly, yes. and yeah. I think
0: that's something that has definitely gotten overlooked I mm. guess with like all the I don't know there's just like so much distraction and bullshit going on and like yeah. this current climate that I feel like we're very easily distracted and you know we get upset by little things but that's something that we like forget that the right to disagree is mm. like you know great yeah and we need to like exercise that more and we're that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Have you guys read the book Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay? No, but I, I know, know I need that. to because it's oh! always popping up like, everywhere oh! I go. <laughs> that book is one of the best books on feminism I've ever read. It's so like down to earth. Her whole it. thing right at the beginning is she's like, We put feminism on a pedestal. Like, we put Tina Fey on a pedestal. Uh And then she says one thing we disagree with. And we're like, you're not a real feminist. You don't get to represent feminism anymore. That's so toxic. And so her whole thing is like, consider me already knocked off the pedestal. (laughs) Consider me a bad feminist. Uh. Like, we're going to disagree. But we're all trying to figure this out together right uh, it's just so good the book you, is so good like you're always
1: learning I think that's part of like having any ideology and like mm-hmm. truly actually being a follower of it is like you have to accept that like daily you're gonna run into something that you're like oh I never thought about that before and that's yeah. okay because yeah. like that's how you grow right
2: yeah and we're all human and we all suck honestly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're that's all so true fuck up constantly all the time right so like
1: yeah. I remember moving to Chicago and like I grew up in like a rich white suburb and like I knew black people, <laughs> like, I knew people of color, but I, I had never been in a community where they were, like, always around me, especially in this way, um, in Chicago, because it is so much different than so like, much growing diverse. up in the suburbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very diverse. And, like, mm-hmm. I would have never classified myself or even thought about the concept of racism, like, in regards to myself, really. But, right. like, now, I, somebody said, I don't know, I heard, like, you have to be, like, at, an active person participant like actively against racism. You can't be mm-hmm. just not racist. Right. Like, you have to yeah. be against and, yeah. racism. Like it's it's an active concept. Mm-hmm. And concept. Well, yeah. I think
2: what's like so frustrating <clears throat> is being like a white person. You're just such a fucking dumbass. Right. There's just stuff that you don't know. And it's right. frustrating for people of color that it's like, God, you guys don't pay attention. You guys are stupid. It's just like naivete and like sort of like <clears throat> a blind spot. Yeah, and so it's like working really hard to not have that blind spot, right? And to like really, like, be there for like your fellow human beings mm-hmm. instead of just moving through the world easily. You're like, well, I have it easy, so this is fun, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not racist, or like, I'm not
1: being misogynistic here, but right. like, yeah, I am, and like every day, like, you have to check yourself. Yeah, yeah, we all, all have
0: those to. Ways.
2: Yeah, we all have to help each other. Yeah. Well, like, the best way,
0: the best way that someone has described what it's like to be black in like our Current climate. I was at a bar talking to this guy, and we were talking about, and he is black, and um, talking about how I lived in Australia for a little bit, and mm. he was like, "Oh, you know, how was that?" And I was like, "You know, it was kind of. There were aspects of it that were disappointing because I was a backpacker, and there a lot of backpackers are treated kind of like criminals, or mm. you know, because there are a lot of backpackers who will steal and sure. and do shady things. But you know, I had these. I just graduated from DePaul early with honors and then I'm over there and I'm like I'm a bright person I've got shit going on and then people were treating me like you know I couldn't be trusted and like I was stupid Mm. and I was like it was just very frustrating and this guy was like yeah yeah that's what it's like to be black and I was like holy shit it was just like mind blown right I thought it was such a like a powerful thing where I was like holy shit that's Like, you took the backpack off and, like, here you are. Yeah, it's very frustrating. But, yeah,
2: I digress. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So, okay, so one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because we got a little wasted after work the Oh, day. yeah, we were Yay. drinking Japanese whiskey.
2: What? Mm-hmm. Where? Oh, you runs. were. I was, yes. I was
0: crushing God, their sake selection. God, sounds of... good. Oh, I wish I was drinking sake. That does sound good. It does. No, I was uh, depleting the red wine selection, mm. and you were crushing uh, old fashions. Hell yes. Nice. It was a great night. Oh. But, um... We were talking about relationships. Relationships, sex, dating, (laughs) Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, and I just think you are in such a really fucking cool place in your life right now. thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, like, amazing, like, having, you know, hearing the relationships that you've gone through. Mm -hmm. Because this is, your experience is very similar to, you know, things that my friends have gone through or Mm -hmm. are going through. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just really you've taken on like such a positive view of how you're moving forward, and yeah. like that's what I just kind of wanted to talk about, because I think it's really badass.
2: Yes. yeah. I feel so grateful for where I am at in life right now. Um, I was a serial monogamist in my 20s, just jumped from one long relationship to another, mm-hmm. and all the relationships were about three to five years long. long those are long-ass long. relationships. Yeah, yeah, those are serious. <clears throat> and one of the common threads in my relationships was, Uh, my partner was, usually had, um, substance abuse issues or, um, like mental health issues like depression. Um, and so it, what I'm kind of realizing now, I'm in therapy. I just just went through like a really brutal breakup about seven months ago. Mm -hmm. It crushed me, started therapy and I've been just, therapy's, therapy rocks. Is this your first time in therapy? Oh yeah. Yes. Mm. Ugh.
0: I and love so, therapy. Do you wish you'd been in therapy earlier? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I'm a huge proponent of just, like, therapy for everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. Therapy. You, yeah,
1: I mean, I get it's not accessible always. but
0: Well, there is the online therapy um, mm-hmm. talk space. Yeah, which...
2: Yeah. Don't talk about Talkspace. We're not going to give them an ad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, so you gotta
0: yes. pay for that. I need to I I pay a lot
2: of money for my therapy, but it's right. worth every cent you yeah, can it pay is. for. It truly, my therapist, Alexandra, is a goddess. <laughs> She's an angel from heaven. She feels like a mom slash older sister, and yeah. it just feels oh. like, it's, how do I not be cliche? It's like an instruction manual for life. Yeah. It's just like stepping outside of your life and looking at it with like a coach yeah. And yeah. be like, see what you did there? See, like... Because you're just repeating toxic patterns, basically. Yep. Yes. So I was dating all these guys <laughs> kind of in a row who were all sort of similar. Right. And they... It was a co- kind of a codependency mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. where I saw someone to take care of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, good, I can take care of this person and they can be dependent on me. And then I won't be alone. And then I can feel validated and loved because... So I, there's physical proof that I'm loved because this mm-hmm, man right. is here. And my partners were struggling with substance abuse and depression with not really not really wanting to, to change, to change or, or get over it. Right, or get better. Yeah, it was just like a little bit of like a ping pong game of back and forth where like they would maybe give up alcohol for a few months mm-hmm. and we'd have a couple good months and then they would backslide and it was just like this back and forth game. Yeah. Like a carousel is kind of the metaphor that... My therapist used, and Cher has a really good song called Carousel Man. Have you heard it? No. No. Oh, it's so 70s. I heard it, and I was like, yes, this This is is me. This is the evil carousel of (laughs) toxic love. Is that what the song's about? Yeah. Oh. Nice. All right. Yeah.
0: So, okay, when you were getting into these relationships, did you know that they had, like, substance abuse issues and, you know, mental health issues?
1: Yes. Would they have qualified their issues as, like, problematic? Because I know a lot of people, Mm. especially my age or, like, even younger, that I'm like, wow, like, that person had their stomach pumped, like, seven times. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. But, like, they would never call themselves an alcoholic.
2: Right. I had a boyfriend who was abusive, emotionally abusive. He wouldn't say that he was. Of course. Yeah, sure. Um. Here, I'm just going to talk all in cliches, because they work, Yeah. but when <laughs> no, you're in an abusive can... relationship, it, it truly is. If you've ever heard of, like, the frog... If you put a frog in boiling yeah, water, yeah, it'll yeah. jump out, yeah. mm-hmm. but if you put a frog in room temperature water and slowly heat yeah. it up, it'll yeah. boil to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how an abusive relationship develops. By the time I had gotten out of that relationship, I didn't even recognize myself. I was, like, so broken and shattered and mm-hmm. scared and anxious. And how long was that one? That, was... that was about... Oh, good. I think five years? A yeah. long time. Uh,
0: and that um, was, wait, how old were you when you entered that relationship? I
2: was about 23, 24. Yeah. yeah. Just very, coming off of, I started dating my first boyfriend when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Yes, 19. And then when I got into the relationship with my abusive boyfriend, I had already known him and I moved from my first relationship right into yeah. him. No break. Yeah. No break. Yeah. Yep. hard. To um,
0: yeah. I think there's a lot of people who have done that. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a common thread in my life too. Yeah, that's it's, one of, one of my very close girlfriends does that. And she she does have a therapist and
2: <laughs> she knows. You know, discusses it. But <laughs> being um, alone and feeling lonely is the hardest thing that a human being can do. Yeah. That's why so many people stay in shitty relationships. Because they're like, well, this relationship <laughs> sucks. But it's I've better, better not than ha- being alone. Yes. yes. Well, yeah,
0: see, I'm kind of the opposite from you guys. I am <laughs> a serial What's single person. Single person. There's no term for it. I am single. You're a healthy single, uh, human, human being. being. Uh, no, I don't I wouldn't go that far. because I probably have intimacy issues. Oh sure. okay. Got it, got you know.
1: it. Were there a spectrum? Yes. Yeah.
0: We're the we're the full range here. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. But like I love being alone. And that's the
1: <laughs> same. I'm learning like, to love it. Not, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But I think also you need to find that love in other places like yeah. i I do have a close relationship with my family, even mm. though like you know I 'll go days or i mean sometimes like two weeks without speaking to my family, but I mm. still know that they're there, and so I feel that love from them, and then I feel very close to my girlfriends, and I can mm. open up with them, so I feel love there,
2: but yeah, I don't know. I had a bit of a dysfunctional relationship with my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents are really good people. But they were just raised by alcoholics. I mean, my family is like a traditional East Coast Irish-Italian family. Mm -hmm. So many potatoes. So many (laughs) potatoes. So much... Why alcohol, drinking? and like yes. not talking about feelings. Not talking about your feelings.
1: <laughs> yeah. My yep. family's also like Sicilian, half of them.
2: And... Yeah. And then um, and my therapist is like, do you notice that the um, common thread with your partners is uh, substance abuse issues? And We're I was like, like, yeah. I was like, oh, well, that, that's weird. Why? Why, that...
0: Why on earth? It's not like this has been a common thread throughout my, <laughs> my entire, entire life. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's so crazy how full of shit everyone is <laughs> and how you will... Just be so blind to things that are obviously happening to you. Yeah. It's just, like, very hard to take an objective look at your life. Yeah. yeah. That's why therapy is so, so great. You're right. Mm-hmm. I
1: literally, so my therapist, I have two because, like, I'm extra crazy. You I love like, therapy. I love therapy. I go to, like, one therapist every other week. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, so... Um, my one, like, really loves talking about relationships, and my other one does, like, yoga therapy. Damn. Ooh. And I made yeah. – I know. <laughs> I'm so into it. Wait, do you actually do yoga? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, amazing. Shit. It's so cool. Whoa. Uh, yeah, yeah, I not like, even know about this. chakras and, like, meditation and, Damn. like, all kinds of oh, – it's my so god. cool. Um, but my other therapist, she had me make a relationship timeline, Ooh. and I got – it, like, consumed my life for a couple of days. I ha- yeah. It's, like, ten printer pages horizontally. <laughs> oh, I got it, like, my all god. like, like late color coded by a relationship.
2: How many relationships have you been in? Uh like probably like six or seven.
1: Oh, okay, wow. Since I was, you know, <laughs> like a young high school, mm. um, and I'm 23. Mm. So, it's a lot. Yes, yeah, like a lot. Like I I like being in relationships and it was funny. I was like somebody's going to come in my house and like see my like weird man timeline. <laughs> oh! you know? And I'm going to be like you're next. Oh, you're like, "Do would you, would you like to?" Would you like, to write what your color? name there? But, color but would that's like why like we've been doing it is cuz like you, you know, it's really useful to see patterns and, and yeah. like from an outside perspective. I'm, I don't know. We're of... like a quarter the way through it. I'm, I have therapy Thursday. morning. so fun. I'm so excited.
0: Um, so what sort of things do you like document on the timeline? i
1: like big ticket items like um yeah. uh you know when we get together breakups like
0: it, do you do like mm-hmm. meeting parents or, yeah or, yeah, or, yeah yeah
1: yeah or like um i don't know <clears throat> there was like a point in one relationship where like i was having trouble not thinking about a past relationship and mm-hmm. i like have mm-hmm. him like interspersed in there yeah obviously like the death of my one partner mm-hmm. and like oh yeah so it's like a huge That's so hard. um yeah God uh so yeah it's like very vast we are not even close to like getting to that point point. and then yeah. I was like what if I made which is always something that terrifies me but I was like I probably should make a sexual timeline and mm. like lay it over top mm. yeah That would be interesting. That'd be very interesting. Yeah, I used to do kind of like a self damaging behavior of like making myself count every sexual partner I had in my Mm. head on like a daily basis. On a daily basis. Yeah,
2: to like To beat yourself up. To beat myself up about it. And like because
1: I thought like if you forget, then like you're a whore. Yeah, like a lot of shame.
2: yeah, well, That's the stuff that we think. Right. And we think it and we don't even realize we're thinking it. Yeah. yeah. It was We're constantly awful. beating mm-hmm. ourselves up in our own brain. This yep. is why we seek out partners because we're like, well, I don't deserve love. I'm a piece of shit. I think yeah. I've called myself a piece of shit about three or four times right now. Like today. And I'm like trying to love myself more. <laughs> right. But it's like you have this inner critic, this inner – I'm also reading this book called The Artist's Way. Oh, my God. Like... I love The Artist's Way. Yeah, and they talk about the inner critic and mm-hmm. the voice that yeah. you like – just as seamlessly, you just, like, t- talk shit to yourself yep. yeah. all day long. And so you, this book makes you write down... It makes you write positive affirmations, and it's like, yeah. do you notice uh-huh. your inner critic fighting all these affirmations you're writing? So then you write down what the inner critic says... And then the book is like, if you were to meet your inner critic as a person, you, think you they would are. be like, I'm not hanging out you're with you. A you're a <laughs> yeah. you bad are the person. Worst person ever. I love The Outer's
1: Way. My, I've never been able to get all the way through it. And another, like, for some reason, I can't let myself. Like pick it back up.
2: I yeah. make myself start over every yeah. time. So I've
1: only gotten through like um, week three. Just I'm, pick it up. Just
2: pick it up. Uh, you're supposed yeah. to do it in twelve weeks. Yeah. I started at the beginning of summer, and I'm only about halfway through. Because okay. I benefit from it, and it'll help me. <coughs> and then I kind of won't need it. I'll be like experiencing like my life and get mm-hmm. caught up in my life, and yeah. then I'll just go back to it. But just do that. Do it longer than twelve weeks. You're I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really bad at them. A part of it is like the morning pages, which is like three pages of. Um, uh stream, of, stream consciousness. of consciousness writing every morning 3 mm-hmm. pages, that's a, Three lot. pages. Yeah, that's a lot it and is a lot it was that part's the hardest part
2: it's me. hard but it's so but, helpful right. huh you get all in the morning you get you get all of these thoughts and emotions and feelings out of your head and then you're so much more clear the rest of the day and then when you go back and read your morning pages you notice patterns and you're like <laughs> okay this is something that is obviously bothering me yeah. it's coming up every single morning Yeah, and you can <clears throat> again it's a good way to objectively look at what you're thinking about and like what is hmm. if you making you feel good, making you feel bad. Yeah. It's interesting.
0: So, Andrea, how old were you when you were doing this and like making yourself think oh. this <laughs> like this every day uh,
1: thing? a couple years ago. I was probably like 21, yeah. 2021. 20, yeah. Um and I like, you know, I did a performance, like a solo performance here at school um in my senior year where I like had a whiteboard and i would like try to list every single person and i could never do it wow because mm-hmm. um, it i it's like you know my number is not important like no. it's no. high <laughs> yeah um, we discussed
0: that on the first episode yeah yeah, yeah
1: it's we don't count we don't no. care yeah uh and it, i mean i can say that but like obviously like there's a huge part of me that does feel a lot of shame about that mm. and, um
2: and like i shouldn't like i wish yeah. i didn't well yeah. You have a whole entire culture and a society working against you trying to feel good about that. Right, exactly. Like I don't yeah. feel good or
1: bad. Like it's just it just is the way it is and like it's fine. Yeah. You're
2: right. Yeah.
0: Um, but I've I've stopped doing the counting. Good. Which is positive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely I have no concept of what my number is at yeah. this point because I stopped counting after a while, because I was like, you know, I'd rather not, not know. Yeah, not <laughs> important. And then, so then I just stopped caring about it, but when we were doing our first episode, I was like, ah, oh, shit, when people <laughs> listen to us are like, and I had that little moment of like, all right, well, people are going to know this, yeah. and you're probably going like, to think I'm a
1: whore. The big one's my mom. Like, oh, I, yeah, yeah. like flashes of my mother are like just
0: yes.
2: consumed. But think about how she grew up. Like, yeah. she grew up with this idea that like, oh, just this bad, toxic idea that, like, you must get married and you must save yourself or your husband. Like, it's just, like, oh, not good way to think. Right, right, which we've definitely
0: moved on from. She
1: called me yesterday and she was, like, you should change your website. Like, you're – I mean, I love my mom. I'm not, like, trash-talking my mom, but, like, yeah, like, she's very not in the same. What
0: was she I had, like, a
1: banner across – she was, like, I think actually right because I I don't want to, like – I'm an actor – and, like, a personality. Like, this is – it's all a conglomerate, mm-hmm. and, like, my website is all of those things. Yeah. But I had a banner, like, on the um, front page that, like, had the oral report, so it was, like, the first thing you saw, mm. which, like, truly in my brand for, like, theater and, That's, like, musical theater, yeah. it's, it's outside of that because I do, like, theater for young audiences and I do musical theater, yeah. and, like, I don't want my brand to be um, – I'm edgy, but, like c- – in the closet about it Mm -hmm. you know like I'm secret edgy (laughs) like I don't have to be well you um, you have to protect
2: yourself you don't want to be you know you open up to the people you're comfortable with exactly like your level of vulnerability is like under your control right exactly and so I just
1: I just moved it to like a different page where like you can still access it but it's not like the first thing you see so I was like actually like you're right yeah (laughs) um but your mom lesson
0: Huh? Did your mom listen? She
1: asked, she was like, can I listen to it? Where can I find it? And I was like, I would rather you not. Yeah, yeah. and that's okay
2: for you to ask her that. Yeah. That's totally it. Yeah. Okay. yeah,
0: I said like, you
1: know, you can find it if you really want to, but mm-hmm. I would rather you not.
2: Yeah, and maybe if you listen, Perfect.
1: if you do listen, then I don't want to talk, to you about, talk it. about it. I don't
0: want
2: to talk about
1: it. Yeah, yeah. This is not an open forum here. <laughs> or like, there are certain episodes where, like, I feel like she could. and would
0: right. be Fine. For sure. Maybe yeah. not the BDSM one. Maybe not that one. <laughs> uh-huh. <I don't> think <laughs> that one.
1: Uh, please, mom. <laughs> please, <laughs> don't, for God's sake, <laughs> mm-hmm. save us both. Save it. Right. That's what I was like. I just I think you're gonna have like forty eight heart attacks. I'm just trying to like save all right. of us.
2: Right. Right. Um, I was reading this really awesome book. I've been reading a lot of books. So I, I have a lot of free time. We should...
1: <laughs> I'm going to work on our website today, and I want to do, like, a book club, because everybody's oh, been yeah. talking about books. Yeah. Yes. So, anyways. That's true. Yeah. I read Please. this
2: incredible book. My neighbor gave it to me. It's called Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel. Yeah. She did, like, a TED Talk, Uh huh. and she talks all about... The way we think about sex, mostly in America, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and <clears throat> how we think we have such an open mind about it, mm-hmm. but we, we so really have not. such a polarized view of sex. Like, in America, it's very—it's either very taboo, and it's like, well, let's not talk about it, or it's like Paris Hilton washing a car in a bikini <laughs> trying to sell Carl's Jr. Right. It's right. like, right. so what? <laughs> porny. Right. Yeah. And she has this incredible passage. I read it on my Instagram story. It's this incredible passage about how even today, when women express their sexuality, they get stripped of their humanity. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we—the more a woman represses her sexuality, the more respect we give her, the more intelligent we perceive her to be. Mm-hmm. And so, we're still trying to reconcile the fact that women are complete, complex people right. who can be intelligent and have agency and enjoy sex. Amazing! It's yeah. like still like very. I talked about how much I love Elvira so much. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. The movie from the 80s is so subversive. She walks around, like, super sexy, but she has so much confidence. And she, like, tries to romance this guy in the movie. Mm -hmm. And the guy is, like, a perfect example of the way that women normally are in movies. He's like, hello, Elvira. Nice to meet you. And he's just, like, so one note. (sighs) There's, like, no depth to him And he doesn't even notice that her boobs are out. He treats her like a normal person. And she really has to put the moves on him. Yeah. And he's finally like, oh, my gosh. Like, almost, like, taken by surprise. Right. It's just so funny. That's cool. And I just love that whole character of her. She's like, I literally, like, am walking sex. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, have agency. I demand respect from people. And, like... I don't know. Yeah, that's the goal. So often, I'm like, people will tell me like,
1: assume because like I can talk about sex, and I'm open about it. That like I'm a certain way, or that like I'm easy, Mm -hmm. or that like they can be really crass Mm. to me, or like immediately start talking to me about like very,
0: very explicit, intimate, explicit Mm. things. Which Mm. usually
1: I'm okay with. But there's just like
0: a fine you have line. To earn, you you have to earn really stress. have to earn
1: not even, well trust and like some
0: respect mm-hmm. and well yeah it's like a, it's really strange. Yeah, I mean, this is I'm opening a sex shop, right? But like, yeah. <laughs> like that's what that's what I'm you know mainly identifying as, and so I'm totally dealing with all this stuff. And usually when I, uh you know I kind of explain it or say it to people, they give me this look and they're like really? Or they have me say it twice, (laughs) what? What was that? And I'm like, a sex shop. And then... They're like,
2: oh, but I thought you were a smart... Right, right. And you're like,
0: "Uh, (laughs) Yes! I am a smart, fucking capable, powerful, strong woman. I like sex, is that so crazy? Right. Well, and also, I mean, it takes a minute, because then there's immediately this, like, disconnect, and they just kind of sit back for a second, and then I basically have to explain the concept to them, and Every single person comes around and they're like, oh, wow, okay, interesting. But like I have to explain myself yeah. in order for them to come around to this like to being okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah it's so very interesting. Or like in dating, especially if
1: somebody knows me in a certain context. Mm-hmm. Um I've had people I, I've always feel like I have to explain myself and be mm-hmm. like, just so you know, like I don't sleep around, like, I, I'm not having sex with you for fun. Like, I'm having sex with you because... I like you. I like you, and, like, I yeah. see this going somewhere. I want to make sure that you know that, like,
2: right. I am
1: in this. It's not just, like, me being... Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and even when I've, like, hooked up with people very early on, it's because I see potential. Right. right. <laughs>
1: right, right I really right. am
2: not
0: somebody who's going to just, like, go out to a bar and have a one-night stand because I... No.
1: Want sex? Like that's not my. I, mean, I, I haven't done that I since my early twenties. <laughs> right?
2: I'm doing it now. Well, yes. Talk <laughs> <because laughs> about that because you didn't
1: get the chance to. Right. right, right. It's fun for like a minute. Yes,
2: I've been like in relationships since I was 20. I got spit out. I I just turned 34. Yeah, so 14 right. years yeah. that you've been in relationships. Yes. My number, it, I know my number cuz it's so low, low as hell. Five? Right. It uh, you know what? This summer I got double digits baby. Ooh, I'm at 11. Yeah. Yay, Katie. <laughs> I remember I hit double digits. <laughs> I was yeah. at 7 for like the longest time. Wow. Yeah. I've had like the most sex of my life this year. It's yeah. kind of like making my head spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it's very fun, but it's, like, crazy. I, I I feel like I am a little bit, like, in arrested development a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, I am 34, mm-hmm. but I feel, like, emotionally younger because I just have been – I was in that abusive relationship, which was really hard and really yeah. kind of stunted my emotional growth yep. for a long time. Yep. Um, You know, just been through hard stuff. And so now I'm, like, finally feeling like I'm – Have the most control over my choices in my life that I've Mm. ever had. Yeah. And I'm learning how to have casual sex and, like, date, which is, like, so fun and crazy. Dating Mm -hmm. is so weird. Do you ever feel, like... Oh, it's nuts. (laughs) Ah, I'm... I I don't really actually understand,
1: like, truly, like, the concept of dating. Like, uh, Okay, like if I go on two dates with you, like yeah. that's the person I'm seeing, like right? I, yes, we're gonna have a relationship down the road. Like what? Whoa. Date? Yeah, I'm very. I'm so immediately. I'm like, anyways, when's our wedding date? Dating's <laughs> no,
0: dating's really hard for me too. Yeah, like, I, it's very hard for me to. It's very difficult head for me to do casual. Mm, yeah. like I like can't do it because right, I like the person. Yeah, and, and the way. Yeah, the way I look at it is, if I'm gonna be spending time with you if I'm gonna be giving you this much of my time then this means something yeah like you know I don't just hang out with people like for shits and giggles yeah. like I hang out with people to like develop deeper relationships right. I don't want to so... go on a second
1: date with somebody if I don't see it going anywhere mm-hmm. yeah. I want to go on a first date with anybody if
0: I don't initially
1: have a crush on them
2: really yeah. to be 100% honest yeah. I have not ever been on a date not once. Yeah, I've only I've only been doing some light fucking right. now. <laughs> it's only it's been like fucking, <laughs> but no one's like asked me on a date. It's been like I, I've been hanging out in a group. Have a you ago. been looking for that though? Um, I have had a couple of men where I feel like they want to ask me on a date, but yeah. they're scared to. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I am like a scared. When it comes to any kind of feelings of romance and love, mm-hmm. I have a lot of anxiety because I have made bad choices in the past. Sure, I've made choices that have hurt me pretty bad, mm-hmm. and I know now that I have codependency issues and I choose the wrong partners because I have you you just follow those bad patterns. Yeah, so I feel good when I am physically attracted to a man mm-hmm. and I have sex with him. Mm-hmm. And I've been mostly having sex with men that I already know. Attractly yeah, I feel very comfortable with them. Yeah. And I feel comfortable communicating with them and being like, I would like to have sex with you. I don't think I said that, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> in probably so many, not. Probably, <laughs> probably like a better way. In so many words, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's just like, do you want to have sex? Yeah. We,
0: would you be interested in, in doing making this? this? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: And then I feel good about that. And I'm like, that was fun. I mm-hmm. got to have some intimacy and human yeah. contact and like just a little tiny boyfriend experience. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there was one person that I kind of like, had feelings for and I was like this feels bad and then if I perceive that someone wants to actually ask me on a date and maybe has some feelings for me Mm -hmm. that also feels bad so I feel like I am not ready to emotionally open up yeah sure but it's also though I have this weird thing where it's like I want a boyfriend really bad because I'm so used to having one yeah. yeah And I'm so used to, like... Having a person. Where is my person to prove that I'm worthy of love?
0: Yeah. Because yeah.
2: I do have so many kind of heart issues with my family. hmm So, yeah, it's weird. I, I feel like I can see myself... Like, I'm, I'm coming from a logical point and an emotional point. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those two Kates are so different mm. in what they yeah. are wanting.
0: Yeah. Well, logic and emotion usually are very <laughs> different.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I weirdly, like... I've really been trying to give myself love, Mm -hmm. be a whole person alone, and mostly it's been really fun and felt very... I feel so free and happy, the most free and happy I've ever felt, but then I'll have these moments where I'm like, God, I just want someone to snuggle with me and fucking watch TV, (laughs) Yeah, and I feel guilty for wanting that. No, and you shouldn't
0: at all, because as somebody who is almost always single, so (laughs) for the record, I have had one like real serious long-term relationship that lasted two years and I was 17.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: So and I've I've done you know I mean I've dated um, a handful of guys throughout mm. but like nothing that ever gets super serious and lasts longer than like four months. Mm. So there's that. When you're like <laughs> dating a man
1: Is it just like, doesn't it just always feel a little dramatic? It does, yes. Okay, good. I mean, I wanted to make sure.
0: Yeah, no, it totally (laughs) does. And I think, um, because for me, it's very important that I spend time with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think I end up giving too much of my time to that person. Mm -hmm. And so especially now that I'm, you know, I've spent the past year starting my own business, like, I don't have the emotional capacity to do this on mm-hmm. my own and mm-hmm. also form a real relationship right. and so I mean luckily for me now my ex has come back around and we're you know in this nice little loving is this an ex from when you were 17 no 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 oh, no not okay. him. Was like, no, That's amazing. no this was an ex I dated for only four months okay. um, but we broke up <laughs> last July so a year and and a couple months okay. ago mm. but so yeah so we get to have sex and you know when we get together, we actually have conversation and right. you know care about each other's life. And That's cute. And yeah,
2: it's nice. And it's nice to connect with
1: somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then also not have like the um, things like something tying you
0: down right. or like responsibility really. Yeah, exactly. And of course, you know everybody loves to tell me how much this is going to fail. <laughs>
2: Oh, people are so oh like. Get out but of what here. is the
0: concept of like failure in right. your mind? That's you know. And I, I don't know.
2: In my mind, I don't know. There there really is no people way to fail. people are afraid to make. There is no way to fail. Yeah, people are afraid to make mistakes, but you can't protect yourself emotionally one hundred percent. No, right. you just have to throw yourself into situations mm-hmm. and be like, does this feel good? Does this feel bad? Right. If it feels bad, maybe I should like examine what I should do to change that. Mm-hmm. But you can't be like, I'm gonna make all good decisions. No, it's impossible. Always. When right. I had sex with one of my friends, mm-hmm. someone was like, Oh, you fucked it now. That's bad. And they're like, you you know right. and I'm like, what who am I supposed to have sex with? A complete stranger? Like what the hell? Right.
0: Right. You had sex with someone that you care and care about, know, trust. Yeah. The concept of like you know? not
1: shitting where you eat is just like
2: so not Possible? I think that you have to create your own boundaries, yeah for that, like individually, yeah, mm-hmm. like some people can like have sex with coworkers and make it totally work.
0: others can't others can't mm-hmm.
2: it's just depends well, and, and that's you know. yeah, that was
0: one of the things is I was like, stop putting your experiences yes! on my right. life, you don't know, yeah, and like so what if Karen one, <laughs> with Karen, Karen. divorce <laughs> yeah, and like if one of us if one of us you know starts to fall a little hard or something and create like have more feelings for the other and we have to back off like yeah someone's feelings are going to be hurt but like
2: so what that's going to happen yeah it's going to happen no
0: matter what no matter who
2: you're with exactly like that's just life like that you know you know what my therapist said what (laughs) she said everything that comes out of your mouth is about you so when yeah. people are talking, <laughs> when people are talking and giving you oh, advice, okay. oh, you know? Oh, oh, I was yeah. just thinking about what I just said. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <"Same." laughs> no, I was thinking like when people are talking and giving oh, you yeah, advice, yeah, 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 yeah. they are talking about themselves. It's their own experience. Because yeah. they yeah. only know their own experience. Well, that, yeah, that's so true. That makes sense. you take it with a grain of salt. Right. So if you really trust somebody and you feel like really close with them when they're telling you stuff, you can be like, oh, I normally I like what you say. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah.
0: See that? Well, yeah, and I was um, – this is the thing I was going to bring up earlier. I Okay, so I think the fastest way to make yourself feel like shit is to compare <laughs> your life to someone else's. Yes!
2: <laughs> compare and despair. If I'm it's one of my favorite sayings. things to do. <laughs> they're all I mean, I don't
1: like that I do it, but, like, it's my top hobby. It's that Ugh. inner critic thing. It's, yeah. like, you
2: go automatically – pain, familiar pain is <sighs> – Comforting, yeah, yeah. So it's like, what way can I make myself feel bad yeah. that I'm used to that I feeling? I know about, yeah. and so it's like the inner critic, and it's like comparing yourself to other people, which yeah. is so completely pointless. Well, and
0: lucky us, we have two formats: Facebook and Instagram. Where we, we can, can compare
2: <laughs> constantly
0: all day on more than
1: two. So many yeah, formats. well, yeah,
0: and that's what I like. Found myself doing this morning is <sighs> I like stumbled upon someone's. Um, Facebook from high school, and I was like, Oh, they got married. And I was like, You know, then looking through their pictures, I was like, Okay, they got married, they had a baby. And then I scrolled down, and it was like all of our mutual friends. um, And this was at my all girls private (laughs) high school Mm -hmm. in St. Louis. And scrolling down, and, you know, it'll have, like, it'll show, like, eight <clears throat> pictures of friends or something. Yeah. Every single one of them was in a wedding dress with their husband. Oh, Damn. And I was just like, oh, my God. That
2: chills me to the bone. Yeah. yeah. And then, gonna, yeah, but then nice. I thought about it, I was
0: like, holy shit, like, if I had stayed in St. Louis or if I'd stayed at that right. school, would I be now married with a baby? And yep. I'm like, holy shit, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't even want that. Yeah. Yep. I want my... I want my business to thrive. And I, you know, I could see myself getting married at, like, 40. Right, You right. know, and that's okay with me. But, and I had to, like, conscientiously shut this down. Because I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Now I'm going down this, like, winding, twisting road of, like, am I doing okay in life? Should I own a house by now? Should I do this? Should I have that? Like, if I had a partner, maybe we could own an apartment by now. And I'm like, oh my God. Right, and these are all girls that
1: like, or people, not just women, but like I respect or like that I was friends with or like that I would compare myself to like in a positive way. Like, oh, like we're really similar. And like, whoa, like your life is just totally different. And that's okay because that's not
2: even really what I want. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have this invisible template that we all don't even realize Mm -hmm. we are going by where it's like, Oh, yeah. Find the one. Well, we realize it, but it's
0: it's so hard even to check ourselves from it and be like, you know, because in my earlier 20s, I would go through like a series of jobs because if I wasn't happy, I wouldn't stay at that job. Yeah. And yeah. And they know my then, of course, my family starts like kicking in and being like, well, well, are you going to just have 20 jobs on your resume and blah, 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 blah. blah?" And they're like, are you going to stick with one of these one of these times? And I'm like, hey. Shut up. <laughs> it's funny. I feel I have, like, two
1: resumes, like, my professional, in quotes, resume, which means, like, literally all server experience, mm-hmm. like, you know, in the food industry, and then my artistic resume, which is all my experience in the arts. And it's mm-hmm. funny, and it's like, if I ever wanted to apply for a job outside of either of those things... You would have to create a whole new resume. I would have to make a whole new <laughs> oh, resume God. of bullshit that isn't true. <laughs> like, exactly, which sounds awful. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, so it's little things like that where, you know, my parents are, or, or I mean... Not so much anymore, especially not now, but I think they all trust me now. But, you know, when I was, like,
2: 23, where they are all like, what are you doing? Oh, you know? my parents are like, I'm a lost cause. <laughs> oh, no. I'm 34, I do comedy, and I wait tables. They <laughs> do not understand <laughs> my life at all. They're like, oh, we, we fucked up. We really oh, fucked no. up. Aww. And I'm, like, the happiest I've ever been. Right. Right. I feel so free. I love waiting tables. It's easy money. Yeah. Doing comedy I've met the most amazing people. Uh, Reading the artist's way was just really like, if you're a creative person, just Mm -hmm. do it. Do it. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. I love that book.
0: Because sitting at a desk makes me feel like I'm a caged animal dying a slow slow death.
2: life is completely meaningless. Nothing (laughs) matters. We think something good is going to happen at the end of our life. This is all, this is it. This This is is it. it. Yeah. (laughs) And this it, is it right now, it right here. And there's, it, it literally nothing matters. Yeah. And I find so much optimism. Some people. In nothing that. matters? Yes.
0: No, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very freeing that, yeah. like, nothing matters because you're like, oh shit. Well, I'm, I'm following this invisible rule book. Like, nothing matters. It doesn't yeah. fucking do matter. That. I can just do what makes me happy and that's
2: enough. Yes. I feel like all of us are like, oh, well, I need to have, like, a lot of money later on in life. <laughs> what? Why? Why? I mean, I guess it would be good. <laughs> but <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i think yeah well and i
0: cuz my brother in law is my financial advisor mm-hmm. and so he definitely gets on me about like all right you should be saving more mm-hmm. but and i have kind of cut back on traveling again cuz i've been trying to get my my business started but um, like no i want to go visit my friends in new york i want to go to I europe i should
1: be doing those things mm-hmm. i'm young i have nothing tying me down i don't have kids i don't have right a partner, like, I am free to go wherever I want. Exactly. Minus, like, my job.
0: Right, yes, except for that thing that helps but me like... pay my rent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a thousand other people could do what I'm doing.
0: Oh, for sure. <laughs> and we could find another job tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, like, the, that's one of the best parts about Right, being serving. a server.
1: Yeah, <laughs> do it anywhere. It is so yeah. hard to like. With, I mean, for me, it like doesn't feel that hard, but like to get into, like I have friends who are trying to get into the industry and like they just can't do
0: it because like you need well, experience. You need experience. Yeah. yeah, that's why. That's why I started young. Yeah, mm-hmm. like
1: too. a young little dumbass. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And like I tell people, like don't do it. Like you'll get sucked into it. But you know.
0: But it's also it's a also great fallback. Yeah. That's what waiting tables is. What got me to what allowed me to <clears throat> live in Australia for an entire yeah, year. Yeah. Right after I graduated college. Right. Like, not like, really
1: worried about money. Usually, yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Pretty fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice fallback.
1: I mean, it is hard. I have, like, all my friends that graduated and are my age are mostly, like, having office jobs and they're at law school and they're, you know, traveling all around the world with their, like, cool business clothes. No. Yeah. No, and, don't be right. fooled. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not fooled. Sometimes <laughs> I get jealous, but like, right. I C- also know. Because you're comparing your life. Right, right, right. But I also know that, like, at some point, that's not going to be very fun for them anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, yeah. do you want to be a lawyer? Or, <laughs> no. No.
1: and no. maybe it will be, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> since right. fine, and I don't want to be a lawyer. Well,
0: that's what, yeah, one of our, um, you guys will know this, but I'm not going to say his name. <clears throat> uh, someone we work with was like, well, would you ever want to be a manager? And I was like, <clears throat>
2: <laughs> no, oh no. no! And he's
0: like, "What if they pay you this?" I was like, mm, "Still no." I know that our managers are making less money per hour than I'm making.
1: Right? They well, have like 14 hour days uh, and they oh.
0: leave at five in the morning yeah, on nights. Hell, no. Oh. hell no. no! But yeah, and he kept like he kept you know pushing it. What if you made this? What if you made that? And I was like. I don't want to be a restaurant manager. Yeah, like that's, and if you do that, that's it. There you are. Yeah. That is your life. Right. You're a restaurant manager now. Yeah, but I think you know beyond before we get into like a full on work discussion. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to talk <laughs> about serving tables, which no one cares yeah. about. Um, but yeah, it's just yeah. I feel very like happy with myself that I'm at the age now where I know what I want to do for now, and that's good enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, yeah. You know? now.
0: Yes. Yeah, cuz I mean and I've ne- I've always despised the question, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I don't fucking know. What the? Know.
2: Hell? I have what no in idea. The hell? It's
0: absolutely If I knew, impossible. I would be a goddamn sorcerer, like. Right.
2: And that's just going to give you anxiety cuz you can't do anything about it anyway. Exactly. Right. They
1: made us do a 5-year plan here and I was like,
2: why? Okay, yeah.
1: helpful sort of, but not really because anything could like completely throw off Yeah, things off happen mess.
2: to you. Mm-hmm. Opportunities come up and you have yeah. to be like open to Everything coming into your life. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean life's gonna throw us curveballs and like we have no control over it. So right. by trying to plan ahead and we wanna see our lives work out this way, it just gives you anxiety. Yeah. God damn. Oh
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. I think Shit. like going back to like finding a partner. And kind of focusing on that, this book that I was reading, Mm -hmm. "Mating in Captivity." Yeah, yeah. It talks about the concept of the one, Mm -hmm. um, which is like completely a myth, Uh because human beings used to live like in communities and like kind of tribal, right? And so we would hang out with like our neighbors and just in a big community. Mm -hmm. And modern world, we live alone, you know, or like with a roommate, Mm -hmm. and so we're looking for this this partner, the one. Mm And we want them to fulfill all of our needs. Right. Yeah. Which is impossible. Yeah, which is impossible for one person to do. Right. And on top of that, we have the most choice we've ever had of partners. Mm, yeah, wow. Because we yeah. have like all these dating apps yeah. and they're just we just have so much access to information and we meet so many more new people mm-hmm. in like this modern world. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's so focused on like, I need to find the perfect partner. The, if I'm dating somebody and then I meet someone else who could possibly make me happier, yep. I'm going to want to um, leave this person. so,
1: so, av- like, right. pro- not proponent, but, like, I, that's my thing.
2: Because it's, like, scientifically <laughs> yeah. proven the that grass is greener. the yeah. more choices you yeah. have, the more anxiety you have because you're like, what if I make the wrong right. choice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we're all just, like, running around, like, chickens with their heads cut off, like, wanting to feel loved. And we're all like, who's going to love me? And who's the best person to love me? Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, we're driving ourselves crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: that's a very intense. There was a study concept. about like <laughs>
2: jam or something where they
1: did like went into this grocery store and there were like 30,000 different kinds of jam and like <clears throat> people bought less jam and then they had a day where they only had like three kinds of jam and then like, people, people bought, bought yeah. so much jam. Yes, <laughs> because you can, you can you can make a decision. You can yeah. be like
2: I like this. I've tried all three and I like right. this one. Yep. When yeah. you have like 20 jams, you're like, oh, I guess I
0: just won't have any jam. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so what is the book like? I mean, do they make any sort
0: of like recommendations
2: about <laughs> how to handle help? this? Yes, it, it it basically talks about um, when you're with a partner, uh-huh. you go through the excitement phase where they're like mysterious, and, new. and you become chemically like really addicted to being around mm-hmm, them, mm-hmm. and you get that dopamine. Especially women, don't women? Oh. There's something
0: in our brains, like that chemically happens when we have sex with somebody that does not happen to men. Yeah, there's there's a bond. Yeah, uh yeah.
2: Um, And so you meet your partner, and they're mysterious, and you want to find out everything about them, and they're dangerous, and it's so fun. It's intoxicating. (laughs) It's It's intoxicating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then you get so attached to them, you're like, well, I want to lock this down. I want this around me forever. (laughs) So then you start to do stuff like, well, we're exclusive, and we live together, and we're in a relationship. And then once you lock your partner down, you kind of get to this phase where you're like, "Well, I already know everything about them. I already learned everything." And then uh, it becomes like more companion type okay. love, and then you stop seeing your partner as like a growing, changing person, mm-hmm. and you kind of stop asking them the questions that you used to ask them when you first met them, like you know, what do you think about this? And like, how do you feel about this? Yeah. And so, this woman who wrote the book, she's like a, a therapist. She'll talk to them, to a lot of people who have stopped having sex. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you guys have stopped talking about what you like about sex and like your fantasies. And like, you guys are emotionally not connected. And yeah. The book is so good. I can't recommend it enough. But it's like, when, in America, we think of sex as something compartmentalized from our emotional lives. Mm-hmm. But sex. We learn about what we like sexually from power dynamics. The first place we learn about power dynamics is our family. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like who you are in your family, your relationships with your – this sounds so crazy. Yeah. But your relationships with your mom and dad, the way you saw them interact, the way you learn about where you are in a place of power, it – is sets you off for like what you're gonna like sexually, like if you would like to be dominant or submissive. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, the book is so good, you have to read it. Yeah. But, yeah, basically, you find somebody that you like and you respect them as an individual, and even though you're in a relationship, you don't own them, mm-hmm. and they're always changing, and so just to see your partner as like a growing, changing person, and, like, continue to be interested in them and continue to, like, ask them questions and... Yeah. Just, it's a, it's a balance of mystery and security. That's what we want from our partner. We want that mystery. mm
0: mm-hmm.
2: We want to look at them... Like, when you go to a party, like, with your husband or whatever, and, like, someone hits on your husband, and you're like, that was fucking hot. Right. Because <laughs> he's my husband, and I saw him as, like, you know... yeah. That yeah. stranger that I fell in love with. Right. But then you also need that balanced out with, like... You know, someone who will sit on the couch with you and watch TV, and yeah, yeah. it's Be like your a companion. balance. It's striking a balance between like freedom and security. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think yeah.
0: I mean, I've obviously, well, I have not ever been married, and, <laughs> <laughs> Um but I think that's definitely like one of the ruts that people fall into. Is they're like, oh, I know everything about him. Yeah. We've, we've lived together for thirteen years. I'm like, yeah, but you're, but they're still their you're own still person. And yeah. Every day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There are
1: new things. Yeah,
0: and yeah. I think that's the. You know, the biggest misconception is that, you know, I, oh, I've known you for five years. I know everything there is to know about you. Like, wait, what? Yeah,
2: it's mm-hmm. not like
0: you just stop growing as a person once you get married. Mm-hmm. You still have 40, 50, 60 years left of your life to yeah. grow and change and have experiences, and and I, I mean, shit. Sure. Yeah, and
2: mm. taking care of yourself is a big part of that equation too, yeah. and making sure that, like, you're taken care of and you feel good And happy and, like, you're getting your needs met. And that you have other stuff going on in your life besides your relationship. Yeah. You know, other other friendships and, like, getting your needs met by other people. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Like book club.
0: Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Lots of wine at book club. Yeah. Well, I mean, is there anything that you want to add about, like... Hmm therapy or, you know, this place you're in in your life or any, like, words of encouragement for anyone going through the same shit that you've been going through?
2: Oh, gosh. I think my mantra right now is to, sometimes I feel like I need love and I'll go looking for it. I'll text my friends and I'll bug them and bother them Mm -hmm. and no one will text me back and I'll be like, I feel like shit, I'm spiraling. But then I remember, oh, wait, I can give myself love. I am worthy of love. Let me do something nice go to a movie by myself or read a book Mm -hmm. or do something. And it's like, oh, it's so incredible how quickly you can make yourself feel good. Um, So, yeah, I would say, like, just treat yourself with kindness. Yeah. And, like, really be aware of how you talk to yourself. And if you're taking care of yourself and you know what you want, and you have healthy boundaries, you're going to attract a partner who is healthy. Yeah. yeah. If you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to attract someone who also wants to participate in that toxic behavior with you. Yeah. So yeah, it's like you're sure. going to attract what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to make yourself a priority. And it's really hard to do. I fall into a rut of beating myself up and feeling bad so quickly I don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, I haven't felt very good for three days. Oh, I've been being, beating, beating myself up yeah. and living like, I can't believe you said this. I can't believe you did this. You're an idiot. Nobody likes you. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's kind of what I'm concentrating on. And I'm also concentrating on having casual sex with nice young men, <laughs> <laughs> which is Absolutely something not. that is so fun. Yeah. 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 Kate loves the younger guys. That's great. I do. I, I, they're so happy. and They're so excited to be there. <laughs> they're not, like, spider. They're not or jaded. Or jaded, yeah. Well,
0: and also, I mean, you you work in comedy, so uh, guys yeah. your age, yeah. it's
2: yeah. <laughs> easier for them to be jaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, part of the condition of being a man and, like, masculinity, the way that we are kind of conditioned to be polite and quiet and repress our sexuality, mm-hmm. men are really, really heavily drilled to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, especially in comedy, it's so difficult and it's so tough and it's creative and it's intangible, uh, that sometimes it can really beat you up. And so sometimes, I think within masculinity, men are so, if they're not successful, they really get down on themselves Well, they take a lot of blows to the ego. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because
0: you guys, as comics, put yourself out there, like, so intensely and, like, it's such a vulnerable thing. Ooh, I
2: know. Yeah. And comedy is so, like, stupid. It's such hard work to do something so stupid. Yeah. That I I don't want to say that I that we don't get respect, because we do. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it can be hard to see all the hard work when you're watching somebody up on stage, like... Just yeah. talking. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just doing, like, stupid jokes. You know, comedy is, right. like, kind of
0: dumb, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, there's, obviously, there's a big-time art form, you know, behind it, and a lot of creativity. A lot of artists
2: deal with imposter syndrome. Yeah. What is that? Imposter syndrome, you feel like you, any success that you get, it was an accident, and you don't really deserve it, and it was a fluke. Shit. Like, if I have, like, a good show or something, and everyone's like, you were so funny, I'm like, oh, God, that was a fluke. Like, I'm not really funny, I just happened to have a good night. Like, get lucky. Yes. And also, like... Being an artist is so devalued in our society because money and success is is so mm-hmm.
0: is I like, like what you're supposed it's to be paramount. De- yeah. yeah,
2: having a nice house, having an expensive wedding. So when you do choose yep. like an artist's life, like I said, being 34, I'm a waitress. Mm-hmm. You know, I do improv. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like improv, you're like, what the hell? Is she what doing is? This? Th- you <laughs> <know>? <laughs> like it's very easy to kind of like look at that and be like, well. Fuck, I, I'm fucked, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I have to tell myself, like, you know, I'm so happy. I'm doing what I love. I'm getting better at it. Yeah. I have met the most incredible people I've ever met in my entire life. Um, the community in Chicago is insane. So cool. Everyone is so talented and interesting and funny. It's like I feel so lucky just to be able to see incredible comedy every single yeah. night yeah. and know these people and be their friends that is, is pretty
0: amazing. Crazy. Super cool. Yeah, I know. Now that I've accepted myself mm-hmm. for being a creative person, yeah, because I thought for the longest time that my spot was at a desk and well, I'm sure. not creative and this and that. And then I finally like allowed myself to accept the fact that yes, I am in fact creative, and it has legitimately changed my life. Yes, everybody is creative.
2: Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> everybody, everybody is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone has, like, a secret wish to do mm-hmm. something, like, artistic. To make something. Because it's expression. <laughs> yeah, that's You right. have to express yourself. Otherwise, what is the goddamn point? Because mm-hmm. life is meaningless. Exactly. Like here, here we go. We'll be right back <laughs> around. Life means nothing. So Just... you have to express yourself. I think the most important thing is expressing yourself and connecting with people. Yeah. You know, and I think that, like, sex and love is so difficult. It's easy to connect with a friend Mm because you both know where you stand. And sex and love is just so mysterious. And there's so much of an X factor to it because it's like that magic, that magic thing. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm attracted to somebody, I can be attracted to someone that I don't even know very well. Mm-hmm. And, then, like, we just have a little bit of exchange, a little bit of, like, we're in physical space together. And I'm like, I know that I would love to have sex with this person. How do I know that? Right. Right. What? It's like a weird psychic thing. It's yeah. like a chemical yeah. thing. It's, yep. it's truly magic. It is truly it magic. Is. And it's that's scary. Yeah.
1: But it's so cool.
2: Oh, it's so cool. It's so
1: cool. But also life-ruining and terrible.
0: <laughs> <Yay>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: Okay, so what were the two books that you recommended? Uh, the Artist's Way. Okay. Uh, I forget the the author, but it's Julia not famous Cameron. About... Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. I also <laughs> talked about um, Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay. Oh, yes. yes. Roxane mm-hmm. Gay is amazing. And then I also read Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel. Mm-hmm. Um, that book's about, like, sexuality and, oh, God. I learned so much reading that book. It blew my mind, especially the whole thing about, like, your family dynamics affecting Ugh. who you are as an adult and who you are like what you like sexually it's fascinating yeah. it's very weird yeah, like, but it gross, makes sense okay <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to read
0: it to make sure we can <laughs> yeah fully understand um yeah i feel like we could chat all day i know <laughs> um okay so your social media where can people find you oh
2: yeah follow my ass on twitter what is my Twitter handle. I don't even know. <laughs> I have to,
1: I always have to ask myself if my hand's, like, a number at the end of it or not, because I sometimes, I don't Oh, know.
2: it's uh, Kate's opinion okay. at K-A-T-E-S underscore zero P-I-N-I-O-N, Kate's Opinion. Kate, Kate <laughs> O'Connor, find me on Twitter. Um, also on Instagram, Kate's Opinion. Um, I promote... My shows and stuff like that, so you can follow me. Nice. If you like me. Yeah. I can come see your stand up. Yeah. yeah. Anytime. Perfect. Woo. Thanks for coming on. Thanks Thank so you
1: guys much. so much. Yay. Yay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's how we end every show. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Oral Report.
1: Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Oral Report or email us at The Oral Report Podcast and gmail.com to have your questions answered in a future episode.